Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another episode of the Big Rab Show podcast episode 311. Aye, that big wheel keep on turning even though it is the holidays and we hope you've had the best possible Christmas. I am sure that your house looks as if a bomb has just went off in the inside and wrecked the place. Uh, If it's anything like my house at the minute there's bags and boxes and Stuff just laying everywhere. It's chaos. Uh, so I'm actually quite happy to come out to the garage and record uh, the podcast this week. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, let's get into the introductions then, shall we? Well, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And yes, I know we've said it a million times before, but like every other podcast out there, we have a Patreon. So if you would like to get your mitts on tons of extra stuff, that's where you can go. And yeah, you'll be safe in the knowledge knowing that you're supporting your favourite wee piping podcast. Indeed. Now, as you may have guessed, this podcast, by way of full disclosure... Uh, the magic of radio, I guess, is being pre-recorded ahead of time. So right now, actually, all of us on the Big Rab Show team are taking a well-deserved break. Spending some time with the feet up in front of the telly with the fire lit and a cup of tea in our hand. And spending time with family and friends, I guess. But we did not want to leave you without an episode of the pod. So we have... Yeah, we've done what we do most Christmases, and we've lined up some quite awesome guests. I hope you managed to enjoy last week's pod, actually, with Tyler Fry. That was a lot of fun to record, and shout out to Tyler again for taking time to chat with us on the podcast. We really do appreciate his time. So, yes, you might have guessed by the title of this week's episode, we're going to be talking to the voice of the world's... Yeah, Mr. Bob Worrell. Yeah, that, if anything, it's become a bit of a Christmas tradition at this point. That seems to be every Christmas now we have Bob Worrell on the show. So, uh, yeah, but we're going to affectionately call him Mr. Christmas. <laughs> on this week's pod, we're talking to Mr. Christmas. Uh, but, right, before we get into the topic of the week and all of that sort of stuff, just by way of a full disclosure, this episode is being pre-recorded, but we are still getting your messages. So you can always email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Definitely get your emails into us. We always do love to hear from you. And uh, so, yeah. And yes, your email will not be read on this week's show. Uh, so, but yeah, it will hit a future episode. Guaranteed. There you are. Also, so yeah, we don't have any listener mail this week, but yes, they will be in future episodes. Also, we do have our weekly drone feature where you can let us know your thoughts and feelings, warts and all, and let us have it over there on Weekly Drone. Yeah. Did you have a good Christmas or was it disappointing? Did you get the piping gifts that you were expecting, or did you not get anything under the tree and you just want to vent? Well, there you go. Head over to Weekly Drone and let us know what sort of a holiday season you managed to have. And, uh, aye, was there any good piping swag under the tree? Let us know. 
Let us know. Yeah, but we always like to hear. Uh, oh, here I got a brand new set of vintage lorries, and they're absolutely cracking. And uh, yeah, on Boxing Day, I managed to drop them and broke the base stock, and now they're having to get repaired. Anyway, I've heard that many nightmare stories of things like that happening. You know, oh, Rob, I got this cracking set of brand new Wallaces. And then as, as I was taking them up the stairs to my bedroom, I dropped the case and they bounced all the way down the stair. And before I knew it, when I opened up the case, uh, yeah, it was carnage. So <clears throat> please don't be that person. Take care of your gifts. <laughs> if you did manage to get pipes or drums or anything like that, yeah, look after them, folks. Carry them into this new season uh, with gusto. Yeah, 2023 is going to shape up to be quite a year, isn't it? And we're going to talk about this incoming year uh, with the voice of the worlds, Mr. Bob Worrell. Yeah. So before we do, actually, I'm going to have a very quick cup of tea before we get into the conversation. So aye, I'll be back in a wee second. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off, showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. Dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. Uh, yes, quite a great promotion that actually with the Piper's Dojo. I would urge you to go over there and check it out uh, because honestly, we do know a lot of people who listen to the show and have taken advantage of that deal and honestly have been paying dividends. We got quite a number of emails actually over the course of I think Black Friday back in November there and all the way through the start of December of folks who've taken up various offers with the Piper's Dojo uh, with reduced pricing and stuff when they were available and yeah, they, they yeah, never look back I guess because it really is its own community over there you know once you get signed up and you tick the test drive and everything for free uh, you really do realize how much of a great service it is and we're yeah we champion it for a good reason uh, we're definitely a supporter of that product so yeah be a part of the dojo and yeah gain some musical freedom i guess yeah all right well i know that sounds like a huge plug and it definitely was that so let's move away from plugs and all <laughs> then shall we uh, so, yes, you may have guessed, on this week's podcast, we are going to be talking to, yeah, the voice of the world, as we're calling him, Mr. Christmas, at this point. <laughs> yes, Bob Worrell. And, yeah, it's with open arms we welcome him back to the show. It seems to be every Christmas now on the Rab Show podcast, we are welcoming Bob to the show. And, uh, yeah, if you are interested, you can go back and listen to previous Christmas episodes where we talked to Bob before. It's been quite an interesting time, I suppose, in the piping scene, where year on year things change, and we do, 
yeah, we alter our opinions, I guess. And But honestly, this conversation with Bob Worrell, yeah, absolutely fantastic. So let's get into it then, shall we? Enough waffling, enough of me delaying. I think it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time, after these messages, for the topic of the week. <laughs> McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes, quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The Basin Tenors now come with Georgian Oak Hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. We know messages there and I did sneak off for another cuppa. And, and I'm back. Now, believe it or not, there's been an hour past. Uh, I kind of sat in the house there drinking tea and then remembered, oh, here, I'm still working on the podcast. So, yes, full disclosure, I forgot. Uh, but I'm back again. I'm back again. So, yes, we are going to be talking to Bob Worrell, as promised. So I'm not going to waste any more time. I know for those people who are going, come on, Rab, get to the topic. Well, here it is. Okay. It's a bit of a Christmas gift or a belated one. So, yeah, let's welcome to the podcast, Bob Worrell. So welcome back to the podcast, and uh, Christmas is out of the way, so it's obligatory at this stage. Welcome back to Bob Worrell. Bob, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Great. Good stuff. And uh, I know at this point we're pre-recording this, the magic of radio, but uh, just are you looking forward to Christmas at this point? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Christmas decorations are all up here in the house for the most part. I'll probably get the tree this coming week and get the decorations on that next week, and we do a real tree. And 
tradition here at the house is always a Fraser fir. That's the one we like the best. There you go. And I think that it's a beautiful sunny day. It's going up 10 degrees Celsius plus, and so it's a perfect day to put the rest of the outdoor lights up. And then we're ready to go for Christmas. That's, Excellent that's stuff. That's about it. Yeah. So can I ask a very Northern Irish question here? But is there any Canadian traditions uh, with your Christmas than what I wouldn't normally have here in Northern Ireland? Um, very little alcohol is consumed at a Canadian Christmas. Ah, right. We, that, yeah, that's very different from Northern Ireland, I think. I would. Yeah, that's probably yeah. accurate. Yeah. You can call me truth or lie on that one. It's a lie. <laughs> no, I think the traditions are probably very similar in that um, I know the United States has just had their Thanksgiving weekend and they make a big deal of the big Thanksgiving weekend and the big supper and everything else. And yeah. for them, I think Christmas plays second fiddle to their Thanksgiving. But for us, we've had our Thanksgiving back in October. Christmas is the big celebration. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm exactly the same. But I have to be honest here. We're a piping based podcast and our Christmas is back in August. <laughs> Do you know, that's our Christmas. Absolutely. So I have to ask you then, we talked to you throughout the pandemic and just how much we were missing everything. So tell me, what did you think of 2022, the return of the music? Wow. There's so many words I could use to describe it. Um... For me, the whole thing was all very surreal when we got back in the saddle again. And uh, arriving that day on the Friday at the Glasgow Green was, was very strange, you know, after being away from it. Mm. But you get back in the saddle really quickly. Um, both the, the Pipers, the, the band sure did from a plane standpoint because the, the standard was so extremely high, um, much higher than I think people thought it would be. And... Um, from an adjudication standpoint, I'd had a few contests over the course of the year leading up to it. So, you know, you get into a rhythm when you're adjudicating, and I was back into that rhythm. Uh, there have been a lot of online solo things, but it's it's not like one player, another performance, another player, finish the yeah. adjudication sheet. You've got a little more time with the online stuff, but it, it, um, it was just great seeing everybody again. You know, I think, it, yeah, we wanted to hear the music, but we wanted to wander around and just say hi to everybody and just get caught up and everything. So that whole the whole week um, of piping live and all the events leading up to it was, it was very, very, very uh, it was full. It was a full schedule for, for all of us, you know, whether you're a competing band and you're practicing, rehearsing and fine tuning everything or those of us who are doing other crazy things so and i was actually at the end of um end of july i got covid oh no so really was, uh, oh. yeah yeah so when i went over i was over the covid but i was not over the the lingering little cough yeah and that that mm. that stuck with me for about three weeks and it was quite good on saturday in the uh in the booth for the live streaming mm. I don't know if they'd picked up in the fact that it had a little bit of a tickle that would kind of rear its ugly head periodically, but they had three little buttons with labels. Mm -hmm. Of course, the, the sound person came in, we did a test, and he said, how's everything? I said, this is terrific, it's terrific. He says, okay, if you need to make this adjustment, I said, no, I'm not touching any buttons, forget it. This is too <laughs> confusing. And uh, 
but he had three. He said, if you need to speak with the producer, you press this button, and, and director, this, and they were labeled, and there was a third button labeled cough. And uh, right. yes, used it, used it a few times. <laughs> and that, but um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really kind of interesting, you know, speaking with folks overseas, it was, um, I think back maybe a couple of years ago, you, you would ask, like I'd say to you, do you know anyone that's had COVID yet? I said, well, yeah, I've heard about so-and-so or that's whatever. Right, yeah. And now it's, do you know anyone who hasn't had COVID? Exactly. Yeah. That's the opposite now almost, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally, mm-hmm. totally. And, and we're all vaccinated. Like I feel like I'm a human pincushion now. After <laughs> two vaccinations, three boosters, the flu shot booster or whatever. And it's just, yeah. just keep whatever well, 100%. you need to do. I am in exactly the same boat right now. Yeah, I am never out of the doctor's office getting another jag. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, that's the life and times we're in at the moment. But I think you touched on something that we've been talking about on the show now for a while. The music has been amazing. Um, we've been talking about that, but it's the social element of it. You know, as you say, running into folks, shaking hands, taking selfies, all that stuff that we really missed. It was an element really that we didn't really know we'd lost it until it was gone. Well, I knew I'd lost it uh, because it was the the isolation was very very difficult for me, and you know, I'm mm. quite upfront about that. You know, I think there if you look at the personalities in a social continuum, there are people who are just like their privacy and enjoy their own company a lot, yeah. straight through to the the social ones over this end of the the whole continuum. I'm over at that end of the continuum, and it was tough. Mm. It was really tough. Um, and, you know, you just stay busy doing other things. I did lots of other crazy things and hobbies and everything else. And uh, But it was good getting back into it this year. You know, things opened up down in the States, of course. The first year of the pandemic, pandemic rather, everything was canceled. Then the second year, um, the Canadian government said no flights from Canada to the U.S. because we were really strict on that. Yeah. And then things opened up and the contests were happening again. So I was down in the States a number of times um, and it was just seeing people I hadn't seen in a few years uh, at these different contests. Yeah. You know, fellow adjudicators, people in the different bands, the soloists, that yeah, it was terrific. And of course it was the same at the Glen Fittick this year. Um, you know, last year it ran, but they, they had a restriction at, at the castle as to the number of people. I, I'm not sure it was 70% or something like that. Yeah. So it was yeah. really a, at capacity given how many people they were allowed to sell tickets to. Mm-hmm. And this year it was opened up and it was totally sold out again. It was a, a packed audience and uh, absolutely terrific. That's uh, and it. the plane standard there, the plane standard, the world's was unbelievably high. I, I don't think any say, of us yeah. thought it would be that high. No, absolutely not. We were worried about it, actually, you know, thinking bands have had two years of no practice, thinking, where are we? But that first competition, especially we had here in Northern Ireland, really shocked me. I just got, did you guys spend two years just practicing at home? Yep. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. I think, yeah. I think people, I find it the same myself. If I've had a period of time where I haven't been able to get onto my, my own pipes and even when I was still doing the solo competing, a period of time where you're away from it and then you go back onto the instrument, uh, you might be a little rough technically and the lip was mm. giving out when it shouldn't give out. 
but you felt refreshed musically. And and I found there was uh, the, the overall musical presentation from the bands jumped up a notch and across the board, across the board. Mm. You know, yeah. and a Friday and Saturday is interesting because of the, the temperature this year was just like, who could handle Absolutely, that? yeah. That, that was not a Glasgow we're used to. Normally we're ankle deep in water and mud, but this time around it was really sunny and quite hot too. So it was an interesting variable that we're not used to. Yeah. Yeah. It, and some bands managed to handle it really well, and others, you could tell they struggled a little bit to mm. sustain their sound. <coughs> the, uh, the booth that I was in in the Saturday, it was like a sauna, and uh, <laughs> I was in there at one point, and uh, Jackie Bird and I, and I actually shared that one section of the booth, mm-hmm. and she's going over her notes, and uh, I've got mine, you know, all of the notes, the bios, everything all lined up just mm-hmm. tons of paperwork and I've got my sequence uh, that I need. And uh, then one of the, the fellows in the other side of the booth opened the door and he said, it's quite hot in here. Would you like us to, we've got a fan outside and they had this large tube that they could project into it just to kind of get a little oh. more circulation. So, oh, that'd yeah. be terrific. Well, they cranked it on. It was like, a, it was like a, a tornado in came this air. My paperwork went up in the air. Oh, we were no. down our hands and knees. <laughs> hilarious it's good fun though uh well that brings me on to my next question is how did you find getting back in that booth again you know with the microphone headset all of it i'm sure it was just like was it business as usual or did you have to get ahead of steam really uh well the the team was headed up this year with a whole new uh production team at the top Mm. and donald mckinnis who's done a lot of a lot of work with Celtic music and everything else. And he was just, it was terrific working with Donald. And uh, that really put me as a non-broadcaster, put my mind at ease. And, you know, we had a meeting during the week to go over everything and we're, you know, ready to go. And of course you've got the, the, the Uber professional Jackie Bird, like she just, she might yeah. be away from the news desk, but I tell you, she's just back in there. And, Effortless. Uh, yeah. And she loves it. Uh, so it, puts my mind at ease and and actually it it was like we hadn't stopped doing it Mm. Um, yeah and i think that that was about our 14th year or something like that i think so has it been that long wow i didn't realize there was that many yeah Yeah, she she questioned it and i went back when we had our meeting and uh she said how long have we been doing this and because it it was four years before the live streaming kicked in but there were four years it was done for you know, online. For BBC Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And, That's right. Uh, and the TV program. And I said, let me go back. So I, I did some checking. And I think either that was the 14th this past August or the 15th. And this coming one might be the 15th. Because wow. we were kidding on, you know, what's, you know, when people have an anniversary, you know, which one is paper, which one is silver, which is this. Whatever. Yeah, there you go. So we, <laughs> we decided it was our crystal anniversary. Ah, oh, fantastic. There you go. <laughs> well, I have to say a lot of people are commenting saying that it's not a world championships without listening to your commentary and for Jackie as well. You know, you guys have been pretty much very much part of the fabric now of the world for everyone. I have to ask your opinion about what you think of Bob World Bingo. I'm sure you're aware of it. <laughs> and the amount of people playing it too. It's crazy. 
I've got the I, I saw the bingo card, um, <laughs> and I've seen the drinking game. Yes, and well, I'm that's it. Yeah, started. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was good friends start at that. Rats. <laughs> um, no, it's good fun. I think it's terrific. Absolutely yeah. terrific. Um, I have to go back to you know Jackie at the Worlds at the mm-hmm. end when there was a filming clip that would be put in the television program. Where she oh, took yeah. the microphone and the whole mass band's out there and she's getting them revved up to say, you know, when she says, welcome to the 2022 World Pipe Band Championships. And they go, Rrr. yeah. And she says, oh, this could bomb, this could bomb. I said, oh, you'll nail it, you'll nail it. And I yeah. thought this could be dicey because people just want the results at that point. And she did two takes right. with it. Each one is terrific. And she had them in the palm of her hand. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So the ultimate professionals. It was just, it was terrific. It was great to watch that because people yeah. were so happy to be back. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And that definitely came across on the footage. Actually, I was going to say, you know, as you guys were standing there doing links and stuff, everyone behind was like smiling and waving and, you know, trying to get on camera. It just seemed to be a huge party atmosphere, really, you know, and that was my feeling from throughout the day. I think the whole week, you know, not once did I see anyone that was kind of sullen or didn't want to be there. I think that's just my overwhelming feeling that just the happiness of the piping scene to be back again. Yeah. And there, there, there were so many emotional moments. And I, for me, mm. one of the key emotional moments was when, uh, Colin Mulhern, the new uh, chief executive officer mm. who was calling out the results as Ian Embleton always did. And Ian was in the sidelines, just standing there to give support. Yes. And Colin wanted Ian, the final worlds, wanted him to call them. And, and Ian said, no, 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 you're doing it. You're doing it. So it was yeah. totally unrehearsed that it came to grade one. And Colin says, no, I can't do this. I think wow. one more time. And he yeah. handed it to Ian, that incredible voice of his and the pacing, the pacing. Uh, You just, that right amount of time before he calls it out. Yeah, it's horrific though, that pause he does every time. It's like, oh, come on. It lasts for an age, but he's so good at it. Yeah. So no, that was definitely was a special moment. Another moment, actually, we're still talking about this on the show. And this is now December and people are still talking about the 70s tribute band. Uh, what what was your opinion on that? Well, they got a hold of me in the in the planning stages, mm. and they wanted me to play in it, and I said I'd love to. Uh, yeah, but the problem is they wanted to do it at the end of the MSR in that hour before the medley. Before the medleys, yeah. I'm on mm-hmm. the microphone until the end of that performance. I'm trying to think. The MSR was did O'Toole play with the final msr i think yeah i was going to say st lawrence finished off the msr run and then the tribute band yeah the tribute band and i said i'd have to make sure the pipes were i said it'd be too much and Mm. then they said would you introduce it and i said okay well i'll speak to speak to the folks to see if we can manage that and of course there was Mm -hmm. a problem they wanted to be part of the live streaming of course you've got sound and you know, video people and everything else. Is, yeah. That's their hour. That's their lunch break. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, they managed to coax them into just hanging on a little bit just to do a stationary coverage of it. Um, and uh, just it, it, it was, uh, it was really good. Um, it was amazing. And the yeah. crowd hung in there and listened to it, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, now the idea 
see if they progress or go forward with it is that in the for the next you know few years they will take a medley of one of the big performances from the world from that oh, wow. era yeah. the 70s to the 80s so they, they would do a Dysart medley they would do a Strathclyde medley oh, etc um, yeah I think oh, that's fantastic one of the biggest debates on the show is uh, medley selections this last while. A lot of them have been what we've been calling finger fireworks, you know, really technical displays and like, wow, it's, it's shocking awe in some cases. But that 70s band came on and the music was so simple, but so musical. And that's what everyone really talked about. So effective. And it's made a lot of people look and go, have we kind of lost our way with musical selection? Do you know what I mean? People are now looking back. Yeah. So what you were saying, digital or something, fireworks? Oh, finger yeah. fireworks, yeah. Finger fireworks, yeah. Finger fire, yeah. I've mm-hmm. quite often referred to a lot of that as digital diarrhea. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. You go. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it's out there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and when a band comes on with, highlight piece of melodic music even though it might have a high level of technical demand but there's a strong melodic line to it. it's like ah oh, yes mm. yes absolutely yeah so that we know that, that a lot of pms and that are they've been talking about the 70s band since it came on and they're like oh i really like the way they started or the middle section or the ending they're picking bits out and they're going i like that so I, I hope to see it influence future selections going forward. Uh, so it can only be a good thing, in my opinion. <laughs> it was interesting, too, because they played this stuff basically as it was played in back in 1970. Mm. Um, and, of course, the whole style of jig playing has changed dramatically. I was listening to a recording recently of Muirheads uh, from that era playing, playing jigs and mm. The dots were dots and the cuts were cuts. And yes. these days we would we would say, oh, hold on. You just don't play them that way anymore. Yeah, I work, how, Actually, I work with a fellow. It's an older fellow who uh, he retired here in Canada. He's from Scotland originally. And uh, he played with Muirheads mm-hmm. back in the 60s, I think for about three of the world championships. But... Um, getting him to just smooth out his jig delivery has been an mm. ongoing mission for us. Yeah, those cuts are sharp and those dots are longer. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's an interesting dynamic. You know, looking back over the years, the standard of music played back then was incredible. And even now, the standard's incredible, but it's a different kind of incredible. It's strange isn't it so yeah i don't know i'm a huge fan of looking back over old recordings like i think uh recently i was listening to old polkema recordings from 86 87 some of those medleys were amazing you know so i i I do wonder to some of our modern pipe majors look back similar to us piping fans and wonder should we look at those old tunes again you know there's a lot of value there i think but there you go absolutely yeah. Uh, so, right, that brings me on to old tunes and Glenfiddich Championships. I have to ask you about your experience at Glenfiddich. Uh, how did you find it this year? I was in the audience. It was great. Yeah. I didn't have to say a word. I didn't have to <laughs> adjudicate and pass judgment on any of the performances and just sat and listened and enjoyed. 
Mm. And um, the standard was was really high. And I think that's about as high as I've, I've heard it in all the years I've been going, the mm. overall standard. Yeah. And, of course, you next year is the 50th uh, anniversary of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll be exceptional. Um, you've already got, of course, the you've got Willie qualifying mm-hmm. because he won it. Um, and then if you you go to the the London competitions, I was judging in London. Yes. And in the Braddock, Bruce Gandy mm-hmm. uh, won it. And um, and Fred Morrison won the overall in London, so he qualifies. So the first three people to qualify are all over sixty. Wow. I thought, yeah, I never thought of that. You're right. Wow. Hey, there's an interesting statistic. But yeah. But every one of those players can play out of their skin, you know, when they need to. <laughs> they can, oh, they can switch it on. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next oncoming Glymphatic. So, do you know, will you be at the next one yourself, do you think, in the audience, I'll, I'll on stage? Be, I'll perhaps? definitely, I will, I will yeah. be there in some capacity, yeah. There you go. Excellent. So I know we're spending most, much of this conversation looking back at 2022. I want to look ahead now because obviously we're heading into our New Year's celebrations at this point. Uh, so looking forward to 2023, uh, what have you got on your immediate crosshairs, I guess, for this incoming oh, yeah. year? Uh, a lot's on the calendar. Um, I'm just hmm. trying to think. I guess the first thing would be Winter Storm in Kansas City. Ah, yes, of course. Um, yeah. And then I'm coming over for five days. I just booked a ticket, actually. There's a Black Friday sale on, on flights yeah. and that with Air Canada. So I'm, I'm coming yeah. over to Celtic Connections just for five days. Oh, brilliant. And, yeah. Um, yeah. A concert every single day. And uh, I think the final one is on the Sunday, Musician of Young Musician of the Year. Oh, that yes. I've gone to it. It's always great. And on Fantastic, the day before yeah. in the afternoon is the pipe band concert. And I think the Vale is playing and the, the youth pipe band. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah. And they're featuring young composers, music, and also a tribute to Ian Duncan and, mm. and the music that he brought to us from the Vale. So, yeah. you know, Ian's a dear friend. I couldn't miss this. And I have a student of mine who's over at Strathclyde for the semester and uh, he's playing with the youth pipe band. So, oh, brilliant. All the more reason to get over. Yeah, and, oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah, and then after that, some pipe band workshops, a lot of adjudication things, and the calendar starting to starting to fill up. Kind of filled yeah. up. Oh, with excellent. With fun. That's it indeed. And to, to, speaking about that Veil concert, there has been rumors that Ian may well be on stage. Don't know if that'll be true or not. But for those listening who are making plans, I hope you've already got tickets for it. By the way, because that's incredibly popular. So there you go. Yeah, you got that I, I, the when I got my tickets for it, and yes, all of the concerts, I was out the Ellen McDonald evening. Oh, yes, of course. That it's one, yeah. been selling out like crazy. Transatlantic mm. sessions, likewise. Just trying to remember the others, the Pipe Band one, the Young Musician of the Year. Mm. There was one other I got a ticket for. and um, There was another yeah, big one I had my eye. Really well. was the Treacherous Orchestra. Treacherous Orchestra. Uh, yeah, I've heard them in the past. Oh, it's great fun. Yeah, oh, great crack. Yeah. <laughs> Love that band. I think the Celtic Connections Festival is just pulling out all the stops now for 2023. It's going to be a huge year for that festival. So there you are. No doubt we'll talk more about it on future shows. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, Bob, I have to say thank you so much for taking time out of your weekends. Uh, Post Thanksgiving, I guess, as we were recording this. But uh, happy Christmas. Hope you had a good one. Yes, and thank also you. to wish you a happy new year as well. You too. Behave <laughs> and, yourself. Behave uh, yourself. Well, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, I am looking forward to seeing you back on the grass again. And no doubt we'll grab a selfie or two on the grass this incoming year. Terrific. But, yeah. Okay. Thank you so Merry much Christmas for chatting with us. Happy new year. Thank you. Cheers, All bye. Ah, smashing stuff there. Thank you so much, Bob, for taking time to chat with us here. And yeah, as I say, full disclosure, we recorded this uh, the tail end of November, start of December. So yeah, that was a little while ago. Uh, but hey, I'm just really happy to be able to bring it to you folks here on the podcast. And of course, to use over there on Patreon, uh, you may well have got early access to this. So yeah, apologies to Patreon subs. You may have already heard that. But there you go. Yeah, huge shout out to Bob, and yes, I have to agree, 2022, a very successful year, and one event that we didn't talk about actually, and I regret not talking about it, is uh, the George Sheriff Memorial Competition, Uh, because Bob's obviously really heavily involved with the organisation of all of that competition, and it seems to have been going from strength to strength, Uh, so yeah, looking forward to the next one, actually, which is scheduled, I think, second week in November in 2023, so yeah, we'll be keeping a track on that, of course, and uh, so, yeah, George Sheriff Memorial Competition in 2022 was a roaring success. And yeah, we absolutely can't wait for the next one now in November. So yeah, it's a question that I kind of I came up with in hindsight, I guess, after I said bye to Bob and said, you know, thanks for your time. And then I remembered, ah, oh, I didn't ask him about the George Sarah. So, yeah, that's on me. Apologies, folks. And, uh, yeah, no doubt I'll have to bring him back on again for another podcast to ask him more about this incredible competition. Indeed. There you are. So, Mr. Christmas has been on the show. And, yes, all is well with the world. <laughs> I hope at this point that you've, uh, yeah, you've managed to eat all the turkey and spuds in the house, and that yous are, aye, yous are getting over the holidays at this point. And you know that's they're behind us now, and they're nothing but a distant memory. But now we're looking forward to 2023 at this point. Yeah, our year's night is just ahead of us, and from all of us here in the Rab Show, we are looking forward to 2023. With gusto, we have some big plans for this incoming year, and can I just say that we are open for ideas as well? Yeah, now last year in 2022, I have to say, was an absolute bumper year for us on the Rab Show. It had international travel, it seemed the return of the music, it had awards, and all sorts of craziness. It was just an incredible year. And I don't know how we're going to top 2022 from a Rab Show perspective. It was incredible. So for all of our contributors, all of our guests, for anyone who's ever messaged in and downloaded our podcast over this past year, we have to say a very heartfelt thank you uh, to everyone who attended Rab Show Live, to everyone who nominated and voted for us at the Scott Strat Awards, but we're still getting our head around that. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, for yeah, Just for everything that has managed to be produced in 2022 right here on Rab Show it would not have been possible without you folk out there, the listening audience, uh, being here and downloading every single week. We have to say a very heartfelt thank you from all of us here on the Rab Show team. It's been a crazy old year, hasn't it? And wow, what a return to the music. I guess this time last year, as we were looking forward to 2022, we still didn't know if we were going to be on the grass or not. We were looking into a potentially a third year without the music back on the grass again. But, wow, 
were we so happy to see it back again. I still remember the moment I stood on the grass in Bangor for the first competition of the year here in Northern Ireland, and I heard a pipe core tuning up in the car park. And, oh, that feeling was just incredible. To hear that tone on the air again meant everything. And as Bob and I were chatting about it there, the return of the music, the standard of which has been crazy this year, it's been an absolutely epic year from a musical perspective, but also the social aspect of this. What we do has been so important and something that we've gained back again and definitely something that I will not take for granted again. And yeah, shaking hands, taking selfies, saying hi to people. The social element of this thing that we do in piping and drumming has been so incredibly important. And 2022 has been a year of reunification, I guess, where we were able to reunite with all of our piping brothers and sisters and everything, you know? It's just been an incredible year. And as much as I'm pontificating about it, I am looking forward to 2023, which will be a stellar year, I have absolutely no doubt. We're heading into... Possibly one of the biggest piping seasons that I have memory of. Now, I do know that there's a good number of overseas bands that have big plans for travel themselves to compete in competitions here in the UK. And that will really shake things up as far as our competitive season goes. And I cannot wait, as a piping fan, to see it happen. It's going to be such a good year. Now... There has been bands folding, there has been bands resurging again. It's been such an interesting mix over this winter season so far, and we're nowhere near done. Before we hit the grass in May, there's a lot still to happen. We have, of course, we had Winter Storm, as we mentioned in there with Bob, but we've got everything through February, March, April. It's just going to be a packed six months or whatever to get through to May. Five, six months. Yeah, it's going to be insane, and we hope that you folks can follow us along the journey as we cover every single week, every aspect of our piping scene as best as we possibly can. So again, to wrap up this week's show, episode 311, which is crazy, um, yeah, again, a very heartfelt thank you to everyone who downloads every week, to all of our contributors, to everyone who's worked so hard in the Rab Show team to make this show a reality. And uh, yeah, so we can produce an episode for the piping fans every week. Just a heartfelt thank you. We hope you've all had the best possible holiday season and we want to wish you all a very, very happy new year. And we will see you all in 2023 for another episode of the Rab Show podcast. And no doubt we'll be on Fuse again next week as well. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, with that in mind, we want to wish you all a very happy new year. And we will see you next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.